Hello and welcome to Rocket's Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. I'm Simone de Rochefort, senior video producer at Polygon, and I'm here today with senior cloud advocate at Microsoft, Christina Warren, and the executive director of the Rebellion Pack, Brianna Wu. And we're what bringing up, you Simone de Rochefort. Hi. Hi, Brianna Wu. <laughs> We're bringing you a little chaotic energy uh, this this fine Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> we're bringing you an all-dessert show because <laughs> our brains are tired. We're dying. Um, the, everything seems to be a little fine, fine out in the world. You know, nothing worse than usual. But uh, January's hitting us. So let's they, talk. Things are going well, Simone. Things I mean, are going we didn't have any, well. It was a peaceful transfer of power last week, at least. You know, uh, the vaccine program is looking like it's on the way up. Uh, there are a ton of executive orders have done some good things like transgender people can serve in the military. And like, there's just, there's a whole host of good things going on. And in, in the midst of that, like we looked at the news and there's just like, I, I can't talk about some crappy Acer product this week. So we just, <laughs> we have a whole dessert show for you with nothing but fun topics, right? I, I right. think Christina might beg to differ, but we'll let her get to her rant uh, as we get into this first topic. Okay. First topic. <laughs> you know, like I usually do when I, I record this show, I just announce <laughs> that I clearly delineate that we're starting a topic. I'm normal. Reddit is ruining the stock market. And I think that this is the perfect quintessential 2021 story in that I find it equal parts absurd and hilarious and genuinely a little bit horrifying. Um, Redditing day traders using apps like Robinhood have gathered together, uh, possibly illegally, with mob-like precision and brought GameStop's stocks up well over 100%, like twice over, like it went up 100% yesterday and 100% today. And they're doing it as a goof. So GameStop, as we all know, is the game and console retailer that has been closing hundreds of stores across the U.S. Even before there was a global pandemic, they were not doing great uh, because their business model of reselling used games has not withstood the digital age. It has not aged well. And they're also known for being just a really, really miserable place to work. Uh, so over the past few months, the traders have noticed that GameStop's st- GameStop's stock, a sentence that I'm going to continue to struggle with, uh, was being heavily shorted, according to Vox. Um, and they decided over on the uh, Wall Street Bets Reddit to just go to town on it, buying both stocks and call options. Uh, so basically, traders who were short selling it, who had borrowed and sold shares thinking they could get it back at a lower price... Uh, are now totally boned because the stock, as far as I can tell right now, uh, is possibly up over $200 after close of the market on Tuesday. Um, So to be clear, I'm not a stock person and I don't quite fully grasp what's going on here, except that it's completely deranged. There's like a $3 billion hedge fund that's going to completely go under because of goofs. Uh, and also, unfortunately, the long-term consequence might be that a bunch of normal people jumping in on this at this point are going to completely lose their shirts. Um, and it's completely nuts. 
they're absolutely going to completely lose their shirts. Like there's no there, there's no maybe about it. Like let's let's be really clear about that. Like this uh this is potentially going to have some really negative consequences on a lot of people other than just hedge funders for real. Mhm. That's the end of my introduction. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I I completely agree with you, Christina. Real people are going to be hurt and I think it's important to to note, like there are good, honest people out there that have 401ks, whose uh, retirement is in the stock market. And yeah, this is, it's, it's, it's people manipulating the stock market for an outcome and to enrich themselves, which is the exact same thing that plenty of people have done in the stock market. And it's, yeah, there was a tweet that it's like, oh no, the wrong people are manipulating the stock market. And I, <laughs> and I agreed with that. But I, I think that there's a, I, I have appreciated your somber tone on this because uh, I I think it's I think it's a very valid point of view. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Um, first of all, I, I think that people should have some perspective about this. If the hedge fund potentially goes under and they they won't or they default or whatever, I mean, it, it's we're not really sure what's going to happen. But these are billionaires. Billionaires are are the people the type of people who are able to borrow money to get out ahead and who are able to usually get bailouts, right? Like something of this size might be difficult for the size of this position, depending on what it is. But um, it, it's certainly not um, a like guaranteed, you know, thing like, oh, they're, they're going to go under. But also, you know, people invest, have, have their portfolios and things like this trickles down. So people are like, oh, stick it to the, the rich people. Yeah, it's going to affect a lot more than the rich people if there's market instability, first of all. My my secondary like so that's number one. Number number two is like a lot of regular people who are getting caught up in this for the lulls and are investing tons and tons of money through apps like Robinhood, which I think should absolutely be regulated and I think are terrible and just scourges on society because they are designed to gamify people to gamble with the market. People who have no knowledge, no like any sort of insight into anything and just want to want to day trade. Like it is. It is bad. It is a bad application. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm glad they brought like you know zero fee you know trading and made um, other you know retail count over the counter investors be more um, competitive. But but Robinhood is bad, uh, in my opinion. But the bigger thing is like people who've invested in this. If you bought in at 155 dollars a share and, and it's over 200 and, and after hours right now, the chances of you being able to lock in your profit and sell without like getting royally screwed are very, very low because your trades are going to be traded way after everyone else's. There's a a, a different hedge fund that is not shorting the stock that owns 5.7% of GameStop. If they choose to dump the stock because they say, look, this is too volatile and we don't want to mess with this, that volume right there will crash this whole thing. So like this isn't one of those things where you're just people are like oh talking about the transfer of wealth and oh the the wealthy people are the ones getting screwed yeah here's the thing with that though like the wealthy people are like rich enough to have people come out and protect them and have you know potentially SEC you know investigations and other things happen like the the people who are going to get like their lives their lives ruined are not the wealthy people and and I think that that's the thing that kind of bothers me with the lulls. Like, I think it's objectively funny. And I think it's objectively the first person who made the decision to, you know, make the long-term bet on GameStop in, in 2019, I think was obviously a genius. And that person who's made a lot of money on it, okay, like, 
respect. But the people who piled on, the fact that it is, it seems to me to be pretty blatant uh, manipulation, which is against SEC rules, but is, you know, it's like amorphous how you prove that. Um, like, I think like, you know, this is this is happening for the lulls and it's and it's, you know, I think we're all kind of watching like in in kind of a gape horror and spectacle. But I am like actually deeply concerned that this could have bigger ripples throughout the economy. And I, I can't like get on board to be like, screw the rich people, because I'm like, no, but a lot of people are going to be potentially impacted by this. Like, what what are you doing anyway? I, I really agree with God. See, this was supposed to be a fun topic. You have to be <laughs> I knew it wouldn't Right. No, uh, what I wanted to say is I really agree with that. I mean, you know, I, I'm just thinking about like the Gamergate formula of like go after one thing and, and harass it until it's, it's toast, except you have that applied to the stock market <laughs> right now where they can just, I mean, the stuff they're picking, it's like, Hey, let's go after BlackBerry. Let's go after AMC, you know? like Right. I mean, I mean they're, is, they're literally formula, doing this for the lulls. Right. But it's a formula for some real volatility. Like pick a company that's kind of dead and trying to turn its you know, itself around financially and get in there and just blow it up. I mean, that instability is not good. Uh, but at the same time, it's like you've got the biggest <laughs> jerks on Twitter saying like, GameStop is not a joke. And that's like objectively the funniest thing you could say. Well, no, no, I mean, totally. I mean, here's the only thing that, that does kind of make me laugh is that there are people who are 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 completely arguing in in completely bad faith, I might add, that like GameStop is in some way a good buy or mm. has any reason to exist at all. And like, let's be very real. The whole reason the stock was chosen, the whole reason BlackBerry was chosen, the whole reason they're choosing AMC, they're picking highly leveraged stocks, highly shorted stocks. Um, and um, these stocks are being shorted because there is lots of indication that there is no reason for, um, you know, them to uh, like perform like well. Like this is just one of those things where it's like they don't, these are not healthy companies, right? So the reason people are shorting them is not because it's not like a Tesla situation where there might be some questionable tactics involved. Like this is like, these are really problematic companies and people are making bets that they're not healthy and that they're not going to last or that the stock is not going to, you know, hit where, where it needs to hit, whatever. But like GameStop is like, I think of all of them probably like one of the the worst you could do. So mm-hmm. the whole point is it's a meme. Like that's why people are investing in this. That's what's, and that's what makes it funny. Like they're picking these dog stocks to invest in and and rise up. The thing is, like if you were really trying to stick it to the shorts, I you could I would feel better about that argument if you were choosing a stock that you felt was being shorted incorrectly. Like if you felt it was mm. unfair that the stock was being shorted. Like if you felt you're being unfair to this company and you're trying to drive them out of business or drive the price down so that you can own more of the company, which is, you know, what used to happen in the 80s. That's not the case with GameStop, right? Like GameStop's financials are a mess. They are um saddled with debt. They have tons of real estate in like usually strip malls, so like not highly <laughs> valuable at all, not in good areas. They have no logistic system. Their online store is a mess. They they are, are they have terrible inventory systems. They can't even do things like in-store pickup and stuff like that for the most part. Like it it's a bad bad business. They, you know, to say nothing of the fact that the used game market has all but evaporated and the digital sales are eating their lunch. Like companies like Best Buy have diversified and have done really well. 
GameStop is not. And it's not as if they couldn't have gone into selling other types of stuff other than just games, but but they didn't. But they have no online presence. Like anybody who's ever tried to buy anything from Games GameStop online, like it's a bad process and 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 their shipping is is slow and, and is, you know, like behind everybody else's because they haven't invested in it. Like this is they, not they've worked a healthy a lot company. With Arcade one up. I mean, it's been a pretty good experience getting my machines. But o- overall, I agree with you. I, I do want to say, you know. I I think what I think what I find just uh, I think what I find a little bit frustrating here is like look at what happened with Toys R Us and the leveraged buyout right and if you don't yeah. know a leveraged buyout is when venture capital firm comes in and they basically have the company borrow money so the company itself is taking on debt for people on the outside to come and purchase right. the company everyone makes out like bandits. Toys R Us literally died, so a whole bunch of people, including Mitt Romney's firm, Bain Capital, could basically mm-hmm. uh, pick the, the the corpse apart, right? And it was a bunch of billionaires getting rich. And I, I guess, you know, when it's a, a mob on Reddit doing it, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's more of the same. And I think if we get anything from the story, it's got to be that, you know, this myth of like a rational market is... Sorry, Simone, beat me. It's 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 just an absolute <laughs> lie, right? So that's one thing. And if you're really worried about this, if if I'm sure the SEC is going to step in at some point, you know, uh, I if I were one of the mods on Wall Street bets, I would be a little bit worried, uh, to be honest with you. But you know, like if there's going to be regulatory uh, changes to address this, let's take care of the freaking Mitt Romneys and the Bain Capitals of the world because this is their exact same playbook, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, it's, it, well, it's slightly different. Like like a leverage right. buyout is different than like a yeah, short squeeze I, and, 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 and private equity and like how they work. Like, it is different, but you're not but wrong. Picking, and I do feel it's like... It's picking something apart, right? Yeah, no. Oh, and... and, and, and Honestly, Raiders, like there there have been books about it. Like the eighties, like the boom years, the eighties, and frankly, the eighty-seven market crash was was because of that incident, right? And then, you know, the the two thousand eight crash was in large part contributed to because of naked short selling, which is no longer possible, but is is, you know, certainly not unlike some of the the squeezes that you see, you know, the short squeezes you see people trying to uh, to pull off now. Um like, but again, like, I, I feel like the the people who figured this out were really smart, but you have to think like the reason that they've chosen these stocks is because no rational person would ever invest in them in a normal, in a in normal circumstances, right? Like this is not the sort of thing where somebody's going to say, oh, you know what I think would, I think what has a real turnaround potential, I'm going to invest, you know, $50,000 in GameStop. Like that's, that's not something that people have been saying. Like maybe the stock got low enough, people might want to pick some up, but it's not, not to the amount of volume that they've got right now. Um, I do feel like the, the critique that some of the, um, you know, um, Wall Street bets people have about how like you shouldn't be able to have all available shares shorted. Yeah, I feel like there's some critique there. And maybe my, my hopeful thing of this is that there will be better regulation that will, you know, address some of these holes. But it's, uh, I mean, part of me, like I said, I'm just concerned that when this falls, because it's going to fall, that people are going to be hurt. I'm not concerned about the the rich hedge fund people because they're going to be fine, like whatever. I'm just concerned about like regular people. But I can also appreciate, you know, the ridiculousness of all this because who would have thought that like, like literally people are, you know, it's like AMC, GameStop, BlackBerry, like just 
you know, the worst types of picks are, are now flying super high. Um, somebody on Twitter brought up like an excellent question, which is like, if you're GameStop, like executive board, what do you do right now? Yeah. And that's a really good question. And I mean, I my no only idea. answer is, I, yeah. I, yeah, exactly. My only answer, I was like, get on the phone with every lawyer and financial, you know, expert, you know, because, you know, on the one hand, maybe you could issue shares, but maybe that would be deemed as something else. Like, I don't even know what you would do because this what is so. What happens if they issue more shares? Does that bring the I mean, price that would down? The, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that would because there would be a split. So that, that would bring the price down if they issued more shares. Um, but it would let them try to recoup some of the um, the value that's in the um, that's in the, the stock right now. In yeah. at that point, it would just be a matter of time. Like, how quickly can they issue stairs, shares versus how quickly will people try to unload them? That might just lead to a further collapse. So I, I don't know. I'm again, like none of us are, are financial, um, you know, uh, professionals. None of us are lawyers. Um, I, I I do think it. A lot of this is objectively funny. I'm not trying to be like a, a, a buzzkill, but I also feel like the the meme people are like the only people getting hurt here are the rich are totally wrong in this case because I think the only people who will potentially be in like a life ruining situation are the people who don't have it. Yeah, I think it's really going to rebound hard this week. Undoubtedly, there's something that feels so nihilistic about this to me. Just yeah. this sort of like lemmings off a cliff mentality of let's throw ourselves at the stock market and just see what happens. Um, and I find it, I find it absolutely fascinating. Uh, another facet of this is of course that Elon Musk has been part of stoking the the flames of this on Twitter. He tweeted game stonks. Um, and hmm. we all know how level-headed and wonderful Elon Musk fans are. Good relationship with the SEC, too. Yeah, that, really yeah, yeah to excellent, excellent relationship with the SEC. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I mean, and I mean, well, I mean, and, and look, I, I'm not going to, I mean, he, I'm not going to, like, blame him for this going up. I mean, obviously, he's stoking the flames because he's a troll and this is what he does. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, like, he he has, he's been on record many times as he's very against shorting and, and he has massive problems with that and, um, you know, Tesla has rebounded and Tesla ha- has done really well. Um, I think Tesla is a fundamentally different company in a different position than something like GameStop is. But yeah, certainly people like him draw more attention to it. But at this point, you know, you kind of wonder, you're like, everybody's writing about this is getting wall-to-wall coverage, which in and of itself just convinces more, I'm sorry, but like dumb, poor people to be like, yeah, let me invest in this. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look, do whatever the hell you want to do with your money. If you want to flush it down the toilet, that's fine. But understand that there is a limit to this. This will crash and that the fundamentals of this company are not such that will like support this sort of insanity. Like, you know, we've never seen anything like this before. This is insane. But we have seen, you know, pump and dump kind of schemes and companies collapse very quickly. And I think that it might surprise people to know how quickly it can all go down. I mean, especially like if, if the South Korean firm that owns like 5.7 percent of the of the company, if they decide to just unload mm-hmm. the minute they start making major moves, that's going to impact the price significantly. Because and, and what they could be when what that company could do if they wanted to, if they still wanted to own like the ownership things like they sell, they lock in the profit and then they buy the shares you know, afterwards, once they're cheaper and and yeah. more at the price that they think it should be worth. So it's it's not even like one of those things like they would lose their position. But anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right. Any final thoughts on on Game Stonk? I I think it's okay to laugh at it. I think yeah. you can uh, watch oh, totally. on Twitter it's, it's... and enjoy the spectacle. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I will have to say this too. The the description, like if for Shan had a Bloomberg terminal is, I mean, objectively, that's really, that's really great. That's, <laughs> that's, that's really good. You know what? It makes me wish that just once in my life, I had been the person who would think of these ridiculous stock maneuvers before, or like, like I, if I had been the person who bought Bitcoin at the right time, or if I had been the person who bought GameStop, stop stock oh my god (laughs) like five months ago just once i would like to be the person who just happens upon this ridiculous scheme but it will never be me because all my money is sensibly in a 401k that i'm not allowed to touch (laughs) hey now this episode of rocket is brought to you by doordash dinner check deodorant check morning pick me up from duncan check Get everything you need whenever you need it with DoorDash. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. And now you can get the grocery essentials you need with DoorDash as well. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items delivered in under an hour. That's nuts. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with the contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. Christina, Popeye's doesn't actually, there's not a Popeye's close enough to you to get it, right? No, I wish there were. Although um, I was at my, I was at the office, uh, I guess like week before last, and I did order Chick Fil A Mm. um, for 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 lunch because there's also not a Chick Fil A close enough for delivery, but um, there is one in Redmond, and so uh, or Bellevue rather, but it delivers to Redmond. Congratulations, my problematic. I was able to get. (laughs) Yeah, I I was able to get exactly. I was able to get Chick Fil A um, for uh, for lunch uh, from DoorDash. Were you happy with your decision? Was it worth it? Absolutely, absolutely. Look, so I glad. love my problematic. I love my problematic chicken nuggets. Um, I, I I feel guilt, but they're also really delicious. So you know, like, <laughs> well, for a limited time, if you would like to taste delicious, uh, our listeners can get twenty five percent off and zero delivery fees on their first order of fifteen dollars or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code ROCKET2021. That's 25% off, up to $10 in value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code ROCKET2021. Don't forget, that's code ROCKET2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Our thanks to DoorDash for their support of this show and Relay FM. I love DoorDash. They're the best. Should have asked you what you get. Uh, I order, uh, I just uh, yesterday ordered uh, $100 of Indian food from a place near me called Shanti. Uh, it's just, it's authentic. It's not like, you know, white people Indian food. Like it's got, it's really, really good. Uh, I, I absolutely love that place. It's like you order $100 of stuff from there and then you have like six meals from it. It's I just was going to awesome. say, that's like two weeks worth yep. of food for me. Yeah, it's great. All <laughs> right. Apple is introducing an inspiring audio walking experience 
called Time to Walk that's coming to Apple Fitness Plus. <laughs> and yes, I want to be very clear. This is an inspiring audio walking experience and not a podcast. It's an inspiring audio walking experience. It's going to be audio pieces recorded by influential and interesting people, uh, encouraging and inspiring users to walk. Now, walking <laughs> is uh, the most popular physical activity in the world. Senior Director of Fitness Technologies, Jay Blonick, helpfully reminds me. Um, and truly, my feeling on this, there is obje- there, there's nothing wrong with this. In fact, the idea of having Dolly Parton like encourage me to walk and get exercise, telling me stories about her life as I stroll with the Apple Watch that I don't have, but that in this scenario, this fantasy scenario I do have, uh, that sounds delightful to me. I want this. It is also, much like the Game Stonk story, objectively freaking hilarious. How much (laughs) does this sound like the quintessential, strange, like, anodyne, simplistic, yet also vaguely heartwarming Apple product story that was concocted in a boardroom somewhere? Celebrities (laughs) telling me about walking as I walk. It's hilarious. And I love it. I I also love this. And I just, before I viciously make fun of this, yes. I just want to say, um, <laughs> you know, there there are, um, so Frank is a science fiction celebrity. Uh, generally, if you go to science fiction conventions, it tends to be older people. And uh, there was a thing that Frank and some friends started. Uh, so older people could like get up and move around called strolling with the stars. Mm. Like you would get up and actually go for a walk with science fiction uh, people just to to stay healthy, right? And, you know, it's like, uh, it, it, it may seem silly for some people like walking as exercise, but there are a lot of people with mobility issues that this is, this would be a, a legitimately good thing. I just think it's so, it's so Apple that when I'm on my freaking Apple watch and I'm trying to like boot up a hardcore Weight workout or Peloton, it's like the very first thing. Would you like to go for a walk with, uh, you know, like it's it's right there. It's on the fitness app. They're promoting it everywhere. And it's just, it's the most Apple thing I can imagine. Yeah, it really is. Although I don't hate the idea. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Like I would love to drag it, but I kind of, I, I don't, don't know. I hate I, the I kinda, idea. I, I get just it. think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> also, wait, Bree, are you telling me that Frank invented this and Apple no, ripped him off? No, no. <laughs> I'm saying that with certain people that don't get around, like walking is a gateway for health. And, okay. you know, I respect that. I 100%. But- I mean, as a person whose like main form of exercise this year has just been walking, 100%. <laughs> walking is great. Um, and obviously, yes, if this encourages people to walk more and get out there, um, that's wonderful. <laughs> it's also, All right. again, All right. it's so, just so, so dumb. So I have, you know, Apple, their mission is to get fun, interesting influencers to, to inspire people. So I, I feel like this, this should be this week's show, right? <gasps> so Christina, with no prep whatsoever, because I know you can pull anything out of your behind, I want to hear you give an inspirational speech to rocket listeners and three, two, one, go. I'm sorry. Repeat this again. I was completely zoned out. No. (laughs) 
smoke. Re- repeat this again. Yes. Okay. Christina. No, what was your, what was your like, um, thing you want me to say? You've I like got half to, heard that. You have to completely inspire rocket listeners to walk okay. right now. You're, you As are on time cool... to walk. We are recording you. We're going to send this to yes. Apple. We're going to get you on the app. Yeah. I want to hear you inspire okay. them and go. Walk, 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 walk. Things are on fire. Walk faster, walk faster, walk fire faster. You can do it. I don't know. How's that? I don't know. It felt a little bit aggressive to me. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. It's probably too that's aggressive. Like fire marshal? Like somebody's in a in a in a building. Okay. Simone, let me hear your inspirational. Yes, yeah, yeah, Simone, you, you do better. You're way b- better at oh, the God. Uh, motivation than me. <laughs> this is my worst nightmare. Okay. Well, listeners. If I were you, I might be freaking out a little bit right now as I try to think of a story about a time when I walked that would inspire you. But then I would feel a wave of hope come over me as I remembered times in my past when walking was important to me. In my hometown of Port Townsend, Washington, there's a yearly race during the Rhododendron Festival called the Roadie Run. It's a seven-kilometer race that starts at Fort Warden, goes around the quadrangle and out of town via Hastings, then back into town via Umatilla, down an incredibly long, notably steep hill that I remember bicycling down once at 30 miles per hour when I was but a child. I knew because there was one of those speedometer things at the bottom to tell you if you were speeding or not in a car. I was on a bicycle. (laughs) I was also probably speeding. But anyway... That's not walking. The point is, I did the roadie run once or twice. I tried to jog the whole way, but sometimes you just have to slow down and walk because you're very tired and honestly, you don't exercise that much. You should be walking more, you know? And even though people are giving you water and sometimes snacks at the side of the road, it's hard. What really got me through it was ironically not uh, an amazing, beautiful, smart, funny influencer telling me to walk. It was the fact that I was listening to one of my favorite U2 albums, How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. And on that album was a particularly inspiring song called Walk On. And I remember walking down the road on a beautiful sunny day in May, listening to Bono screaming in my ear, Walk on, walk on. What you got, you can't feel. Wait, they can't steal it? No, they can't even feel it. Walk on. And that really encouraged me on that day to keep going. And I did walk on. And I certainly did not win the roadie run, but I finished. And I was able to drink the rock star energy drink that was promised. So, listeners, I hope today that you can walk on, achieve all your dreams, maybe even win the roadie run someday. Walk on. That was really good, Holy Simone. Sh- Simone, that was amazing. <laughs> that was really good. There's like, there, there's no way I could even like. I, I, I was, I was confused a little bit by the whole thing. I'm sorry, I was distracted. I was getting a bunch of text messages, so I apologize <laughs> for being like very ADHD. But that was. Amazing, and now I want to listen to How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb, and I really and walk do on. hope that's the right album. I 
I the story is true. I'm not. I'm just not sure if that is the correct album. Oh, the listeners will let you know. We'll get email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, all the other YouTube fans. It, it, no, no, no. It's it's for oh, all, it's you all that you behind. can't leave behind. Ah! Oh, everyone's gonna be so mad at me now, man. No, no, no. You're close enough. Yeah. I mean, you weren't. You're you're off by a number of years. To be totally and a honest, few keys. Like, am I right, folks? Hey. Don't bump. <laughs> I, I so, don't know if I can top that. I don't. Yeah, I was going to ask I'm going to give it my best, and I will try. I will do this with honor. All right. So, so Rocket listeners, I want you to know something. You're listening to this podcast today. I believe in you. Simone believes in you. Christina freaking Warren believes in you. We believe that you can do anything that you set out to do. And I know that in your life, there are a thousand voices out there and they are telling you, no, they're telling you, stop. They're telling you, this is a bad idea. They're telling you, I don't think you can do it. That's not how Christina, Simone, and I feel. We believe in you. And I want to tell you something. Once upon a time, there was a little bitty company in Germany called Volkswagen. And they were trying their absolute hardest to make a car. And they just could not get it to pass the emissions test. And what did they do? They got up and they figured out how to tell when someone was doing an emissions test. And they, they, they cheated. And they went through it and they completely crushed that emissions test. That's what you can do when you decide to go walk. When our, when our, when our favorite person on this show, Anna Delvey, mm-hmm. when she was literally trapped in another country and she had nowhere to go and they knew that she was not a real Russian heiress. She <laughs> kept pretending to be a fake Russian heiress and stuck with it until her friend paid for the credit on her own credit card and took on massive amounts of debt. She stuck with it, and you can too. <laughs> and when Elizabeth Holmes could not get her blood machine to work, did she quit? No. She no. lied to her investors, and then she repackaged this glorified glue robot, and then she skirted FDL law to say it was a laboratory test, and then lied to the military, and then lied to Walgreens and Safeway about the state of the development, and then she put patients in danger, and then she lied to regulators about a fake lab, then she lied to the Wall Street Journal, and then she lied to that Jim Cramer mad money guy, and now there have literally been three documentaries about her lying about all of this and she's still sticking to the script (laughs) because she believes in herself and that's what i think you can do rocket listeners we all believe in you so you get out there and you crush it this week and go amazing i'm doing soft snaps in my soul i'm not doing soft snaps because it would be audio murder but just know that that's what my heart is doing (laughs) Okay, I need I need a mulligan on this. I need okay. I need I need to, I need to go again because I I really dropped the ball and and I didn't uh, motivate our listeners and I I totally Simone you and Drew are still going I to think. win. I did scare our listeners. All right, <laughs> listeners, I want to tell you a little story about a little boy whose name was Forrest. 
Forrest Gump. And when he was young, he had braces on his legs and he was told that he would never walk. But listeners, he did walk. In fact, he walked real well. And the way that he danced with those braces on his legs was enough to inspire a man named Elvis, Elvis Aaron Presley, to dance and to to perform and to delight audiences all over the world and become a superstar with Hound Dog. Forrest Gump didn't just walk. He also eventually began to run. Whoa, and whoa, whoa. Ran, <laughs> but we're, I, I understand. And we're not, we're, but we're, we're talking about walking, but he did actually go in and run. But to run, you have to first walk. So for Forrest to be able to run to the end of the stadium to win football, high school football, and then college football championships at the University of Alabama, where this man was able to go to college on a full ride, he first had to walk. Forrest then decided to join the Army. And in the Army, he also had to run quite a bit. To do that, he first had to walk. That meant that he had to spend a lot of time with a man named Bubba Gump, or Bubba, I guess, and talk about all of the great Bubba Gump shrimp that they were eventually going to make. Sadly, Bubba did not make it out of the war, but Forrest did because he was able to walk. And by walking, he was able to run and also save the life of his mentor, Lieutenant Dan. After a series of other events where Forrest was kind of left by the very troubled love of his life, he decided that he was just going to run to the end of the country and back again. Oh. And he he did that just because it felt good and people followed him. In order to do that, listeners, he first had to walk. He also wound up, I think, being responsible for, you know, owning lots of shares in big multinational corporations and having lots of other things that if you really investigate the story and the uh, of both the book and, and the film Forrest Gump too closely, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But that doesn't matter because Forrest did run, but to run, he had to walk. And that is what you two listeners can do. So wow. um, walk, Forrest, walk. Wow. Thank you, Christina. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I I want all of our listeners to tell us what we've just inspired you to do. Tweet at us. Unsubscribe to the podcast. <laughs> whether it's, yeah, it, like if you go start a, your own fake blood company, let us know that we inspired yeah. you. Uh, also, Robert Zemeckis, I, 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 um, I take no ownership of any of, of the characters that you, um, you know, um, uh, like created for the film or, or I guess, uh, <laughs> what's the term? Um, embellished no no it's, it's when you adapt that you adapted for the for, oh. for uh for, for film and whoever the author of forrest gump is who i, I don't know i his I name no has been lost at the too. sands of time <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically it's like because the book wasn't that good but yeah so anyway I, I don't take any credit for that but also you know what tom hanks did have an oscar tom hanks had has an oscar because he could walk mm. there we go <laughs> hmm. inspiring uh winston groom didn't see that one coming Anyway, I was going to say, Brie, I've got a little, a little bone to pick with yours. Oh, no. It was supposed to be to inspire people 
to walk, not to lie yes. down. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No, but you do that, you have they to walk. could do whatever they wanted, whether it was walk, start a or fake scam. company, or scam. That's what this right. podcast is about, being your best. <laughs> oh, bad puns aside, let's move on to our third topic today. Wow. Talk about incredible. There's a trailer out there for Godzilla <gasps> versus Kong. And boy, does it look like a film that's full of Alexander Skarsgård action, explosions, pretty colors, sunsets, jungles, the sea, and Millie Bobby Brown. And Coach Taylor, probably most importantly. I saved the best for last. Uh, most Coach Taylor is Friday Coach Night Taylor. Lights. Um, yeah. yeah, this looks explosive and huge and of course it is coming to hbo max because it is one of those warner brothers movies that is affected by warner brothers being like what oh let's dump all our content on our ailing i won't say failing i will say ailing streaming platform which i love and which you should subscribe to or at least see if you can get it for free under your existing plan uh mm-hmm. this looks delightful what do you guys think uh, I, I mean, if there were theaters, I would be there on opening night. I mean, I'm married to Frank Wu. He loves monster movies. I've had to see every single Godzilla movie that's come out in the last 10 years, multiple times in the theaters. And same for King Kong. Skull Island was actually pretty good. So this Skull, looks like, uh, Skull yeah. Island was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I didn't really like Godzilla King of Monsters much. In fact, I've never really liked any of those Skull Island was a lot better than it had any right to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, look, I'm I'm like, I'm with you. This this would have been like a perfect. What's weird about this is originally they were going to release it in November. This is not a November movie. This is a May like summer fun blockbuster movie, right? Like this is like you go and you see this at popcorn with the summer, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is not like a movie that you see like over Thanksgiving. That's like prestige and whatnot. So that was a weird choice that they were going to release in November anyway. Oh, I know why. Because they didn't want to go. Because they wanted to release uh, Wonder Woman in the spring. Okay, oh. I, you know what? Then release it in June. Like you, you can do that. You, you, you. It's anyway. Um, yeah, I, I would totally see this in the theater. I don't know about you guys though. I don't know if I really want to watch this at home. Really, I feel the opposite way because this isn't the kind of movie that I would generally see in a theater. I'm way more likely to watch it at home and just like put it on in the background which is not yeah. me endorsing this is a good idea warner brothers whole thing however it does make me the individual more likely to watch their yeah. big dumb monster I, movie no i mean see, i see I, I mean we're kind of saying the same thing i mean i guess like to me like the only way that i think i could ever watch it would be if i were to get out of the house and go into the theater and like do it as an opening weekend sort of thing like this is not a sort of thing that i would ever seek out to actually want to pay attention to other than just background noise. So if it's like available at home, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm probably never going to see it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this is like, I've seen a lot of these movies and I'm somebody who buys almost or historically has bought many, many things on home video. I never buy or like DVD or iTunes or whatever, Blu-ray. I never buy the Godzilla or the Kong films on, on Blu-ray like ever. 
Um, and Skull Island was good. It was better than it had any right to be. But, the ride at uh, Universal is just freaking amazing. If uh, you yeah, ever go to Universal Studios, oh, it's, yes. it's amazing. One of the few rides with the female lead, too. She's this awesome, like, Indiana Jones scientist. Yeah, and I, yeah I've been oh, on the ride. And, oh, it's yeah, the ride, the, yeah, 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 the ride is really good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's interesting. Um, what will be interesting to me, though, is, like, are has HBO? I mean, because because Warner Brothers, like they're still they're still releasing stuff internationally. This will probably do really well um, at, at the international box office. I would think. Like, I would think this would do well in Asia. But um, now, are they are they keeping its? Oh no, because it was going to release in November, and now it's releasing in theaters globally and on HBO Max here right, in, right. in this month of January. Yeah, uh, March thirty first right. in March rather. Okay. Okay. So, so, but I want to talk about the movie itself because, sure. like, the last two, the so Godzilla, which came out in 2014, had Brian Cranston in the the opening part of it, really objectively good opening. I thought the the sequel, the one that came out last year, yeah, maybe I'm Monsters. a little partial to it, but Boston was literally destroyed. Like, like it was awesome. Like, it's it's down at Fenway. <laughs> like, you see Starro Drive get stomped on. It was, was that therapeutic I, I, for you. <laughs> Well, it was it was nice to yeah. You know what? I can. I'm not running for office now. I enjoyed seeing <laughs> Boston destroyed. It was fun, especially because I had no idea that was sometimes happening. it's nice to get a little rep for your town right, on the big right. screen. So you know the it's like I feel like the gods. Maybe it's not your thing, but I feel like there's been a, a level of quality with the the character development and the the story. Like I'm not telling you it's Shakespeare. I'm telling you it's more sophisticated than you know the average Transformers you know, Godzilla sequel. movie, right? Or, or Godzilla movie you might have seen on cable in the you know the nils, right? It's a more sophisticated story. Uh, Kong Island was. It was campy, but it was it was good. And I just think if you mix these two things together, like the problem with Wonder Woman 1984, which we haven't talked about on the show yet, is it was it was kind of all over the place and didn't like pick a direction and really lean into it. These movies know what they are. They know what their audience is and they 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 don't try to exceed that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a really, a really good time. So I'm pumped for this. Yeah, I think that's a great way of thinking about it. Uh, and we totally should talk about Wonder Woman, which I have not seen yet, but I have what? heard it is deeply mediocre. It yeah, is. And and, yeah. and it's it's now gone from HBO Max. So you'll have to what? find it other Wait, ways. What? Yeah, it was only on there for a month. Has it seriously been a month? No, you yeah. shut your mouth. I don't care to hear that. It's January 26th. I think that kind of language is foul. And I will not hear (laughs) you telling me that it's been a month since late December, Christina Warren. I don't think that that's the kind of thing that young ladies should be saying to their elders. Me. (laughs) This is true. You are my elder. Um, I don't want to hear about the passage of time from you. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Hey. So before we move on and close this topic, yes. I have to get both of you on record. Uh, Simone, are you Team Kong or are you Team Godzilla? Gosh. I think I'm Team Zilla. Okay. Okay. Christina? I mean, this is hard because, I mean, I feel like I have to be Team Zilla, but also I, I feel like I like the Kong movies more. So, but I feel like Zilla is is definitely like, I mean, he's a much bigger monster. He is like... 
Yeah, I th- I'm thinking probably Team Zilla. Yeah. What about you? Uh, also, Team Zilla, uh, they make him out to be the bad guy in the trailer. Like Godzilla is definitely the the the. He's the one destroying everything. That's why Kong gets like this axe made out of another Godzilla (laughs) tail or something. So I'm very confused because Godzilla should be a good monster, not an evil monster. So they better explain that. Team Godzilla all the way. Yeah, I'm looking for answers to that and to the question of Bree. What are you doing this week? What am I doing this week? Uh, Well, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about the filibuster. Uh, I am personally of the opinion that uh, it's very important for us to get a lot of things done for the next four years. So Mm -hmm. we are working uh, to form alliances with other groups and uh, pressure uh, like uh, from leftist groups, progressive groups, and more center groups to kind of advocate uh, getting rid of the filibuster so we can get some things done. If you know the history of it, it is uh, deeply tied to the Jim Crow South and uh, has really stopped us from being able to govern. So we are working on that this week. All right. Thank you. Christina, what are you up to? Yeah. So I've just been doing some stuff um, uh, with work and we've got um, kind of a, an internal kind of, um, you know, kind of camaraderie kind of uh, like not camaraderie, but I guess like like a development event next week. So yeah, I've just been doing work stuff and um, trying to uh, uh, still source parts for my PC build. So I'm still looking for um, some fans and a, um, a CPU, but uh, that's basically it. Oh, and I'm arguing with people over the the Wall Street um, <laughs> bets stuff. Like that's that's basically what I'm doing. All right. Uh, I'm going to continue this week having a beautiful empty brain and using it for nothing because I'm very tired. Um, But I did bake a really delicious ginger cake yesterday from a a newsletter called A Piece of Cake. Uh, It's so flipping good, you guys. Um, And part of the it's served with creme fraiche and tangerine curd. So I made homemade creme fraiche. I made a homemade orange curd. Um, not tangerine because I couldn't find tangerines. It's not the season for that. But I made this freaking incredible cake and I would like to share with you. Uh, do you know how creme fraiche is made? No. no. Idea. Holy cow. So you get uh, an amount of whipping cream that is correct. You heat that whipping cream to 95 degrees Fahrenheit. You remove it from the heat. You stir in a tablespoon of buttermilk. Then you pour it all that thing into a container. And then you let it sit at room temperature for 12 to 24 hours. What? Yeah. Wow. I wasn't going to do it. I was like, this. Ha- I could mess this up royally and kill myself. I'll just buy creme fraiche. I sure. couldn't find creme fraiche. So I was like, and before I knew it, I, I found myself reaching for buttermilk on the shelf. I made it. It freaking rules. It was so really? easy. It's delicious. And if you make it, you no longer need buttermilk because you can treat the creme fraiche like a sourdough starter. And instead of using a tablespoon of buttermilk, you can use a tablespoon of your old creme fraiche and just maintain the bacteria. I love baking so much. Um, I'm so <laughs> jazzed about this. Um, so I would like to announce that I am the queen of baking. And um, y'all wish you had what I'm eating right now. That's what I'm jealous. I mean, baking is basically chemistry. It is. I am a scientist. 
that's it's it's such a a base of so many things that i make that you know like especially sauces with pasta that's really good to know okay yeah it's so accessible i mean look it up don't take my word for it (laughs) (laughs) you didn't hear it from me (laughs) okay uh hey brianna where can we find you online uh, Brianna Wu on uh, Twitter. And uh, if you want to support my uh, support the rebellion, you can do that at helptherebellion.com. And Christina, what about you? You can find me at film underscore girl on the Twitters and the Instagrams. And uh, you can find the videos that I do at work at youtube.com slash Microsoft developer. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Doom Quasar and at youtube.com slash Polygon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rocket. If you liked it, I beg you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and let everyone else know you liked it too or just a little star rating. uh, And that helps the show get found by more people uh, and helps us keep on trucking. Thank you so much. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.